Hi, guys. I don't think Steven's looked in the Fireside Podcast note. Well, you told me not to do any homework. You wouldn't let me. Yeah, well, uh, welcome back anyway, both of you. It's good to have you back. Thank you. We're in, uh, we're in separate rooms again. Tom, you're such a fine host. You are a fine host. Fine British gentleman, Tom. So where are we? Uh, Dan, you're now downstairs, aren't you? I've relegated you to the living room. Well, I'm in your home, so I must be in a white room. You're in a white room. Um, That's the only way my wife likes painting walls and cupboards and pretty much anything. Are we talking Um, white or magnolia? I, what is a magnolia? What is magnolia? It's kind of maybe it's called something different over there. It's that just it's slight, slightly yellow, yellowish white, but just very slightly yellow. You know, so so it's not right. pure white. Right, it's probably magnolia okay. or cloud. Yeah. Uh, upon further inspection, the walls do appear to be slightly off white, <laughs> slightly yellow walls. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's probably really exciting. Um, trees and forests are much nicer backgrounds. How are you, Tom? Yeah. Let's I'm, start with an update from you. How are you feeling? I'm very good, thanks. I'm going to keep it short this week, but the arm's getting be- getting a lot better. So um, physio physio starting in about a week, um, but I'm feeling a lot better about the whole thing. So um, all good, thank you. And how are you, Steve? I'm great. Um, speaking of injuries, we were talking this week about uh, our friend Peter Katz. We're wishing him a speedy recovery, oh, too. Oh, gosh, from, yeah, that's terrible. From, yeah. from, an ankle, from an ankle injury, he's been uh, also... Um, unable to kind of, I think, stand in play. So uh, both of our musicians are down. As, as long as you guys are good to to go for September, though. But we know it's going to be way before that for you, Tom. Yeah, we're getting the injuries out of the way in the kind of uh, colder months, and yeah, we'll be ready to go. Exactly. No, everything's good with me. No complaints. Same old. Um, busy on uh, Fireside. Busy with uh, with Minute Box or other piece, and just always uh, always doing stuff to make this event as good as possible so we're we're pumped lots of stuff going on dan's got some some good updates i know as well yeah we got some updates on ticket sales tom so happy to report we've processed now six actually over 65 alumni tickets from i think just one communication that we had sent out uh we still have a bunch more to get through but the response has been absolutely incredible it's amazing to think when we look back to our first year when we had Steve, what was it, about 65, 70 people in our first year? Yeah, I think it was actually 72, but that included you and me. Right. So we, we've almost, in in uh, less than a week, we've almost processed more alumni tickets than we had attendees in our first year. And then the other big thing was this week, we now officially launched general ticket sales are open to absolutely anybody and we've started our campaign of getting awareness out there and our marketing campaigns and the ticket sales from non-alumni uh, have been flowing in. And so that's pretty exciting as well. And we kicked it off with our new Fireside is not a conference video. Tom, did you see that one? I have, yeah. Oh, that's oh, a, that, that's that a doorbell is not going to be good for the podcast. Sorry about that. That was Mel getting a package. No, I was, I was just saying our video was inspired by the by the video that Apple made following the release of the AirPods, which was a really fun, high paced video. And we wanted something energetic and high paced, and so we spent some time putting that together. And we were really happy and excited to be able to share it with everyone. Yeah, it's um, no, it's, I, th- I think it's turned out really well, guys. Um, I, I just, just, I'm going to try to avoid the Apple geeking out too much, although I'm sure it would be very easy to. Um, 
man i uh i, I just love my airpods <laughs> i uh i i definitely agree except for sometimes some glitches when i'm trying to answer calls which is really frustrating but they're amazing for listening in phone calls and steven's dog stella is actually also a fan of the airpods how many of them has she eaten steven uh well she didn't actually eat a pair but she's chewed on the case of my last one but my friend jordan's gone through i think three or four pairs it's also his fault though for leaving them out and his dog just keeps chewing through them um also stella um, stella did chew through a very expensive pair yes. of my nice headphones when i was over so that's true um, well i got you a new pair and i yeah, you did yes and i, I do appreciate okay, that Headphones, Stella's favorite foods. Yeah, you must so, talk. Tom, feed them all. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want to tell you about one of one of the things that's probably most exciting for at least for me, and I imagine maybe for Stephen as well, as we're going through this early process of getting alumni applications in and processing them, is the when I look back at the connections we made with so many people last year who have genuinely become friends of ours and we see their alumni applications come in, it's amazing to see some of the alumni that are coming back. Like I I think it was just two nights ago that Chris O'Halloran from Australia uh, got his alumni application in, which is so exciting to know that we have an Australian contingent coming back again. And I, I think he said he's going to be bringing a, a bunch of people with him. So we're going to be strong in Australia this year. Uh, Ryan Jacobson is back again from out east. Uh, Danielle Smith, who previously was at the DMZ and is now at Scale Up Ventures, is coming back. And every single day as we see these names pop up of old friends that have been at Fireside one, two or three times. Our, our Vancouver contingent as well. Yeah. Who's coming back from Vancouver? So I know Boris Mann is back in. He's got a. I'm still pressuring him. He just keeps saying he'll get on it. But I know that we have Jathan. We have uh, we have a few others all coming from Vancouver again. So we're very excited about that. Tom, who are you hoping to see again? It'd be great if your dad could come back and do do another song. Uh, oh, he'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there. He wouldn't <laughs> miss it for the world. I'm going to try to push for as many returning musicians as and and some new ones. So I mean, you know, and I'd love some of. Some of the uh, the podcasters that were there last year again, just more of that. Really, any of the any of that kind of audio stuff is is, is just wonderful, and um, I hope we continue to, to 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 grow it. Really, we have some surprises in store on the on the live music front. And Tom, did you see my email that I forwarded to you about uh, Albert Amara? I hope Albert is not only is coming back, but he played. Did he play Hallelujah? I forget what he played. He got up on stage and it was fantastic. And uh, I, I've already asked him if he's if he's into playing with us. So here it is in recorded form, uh, me saying that uh, Albert, we'd love to have you back in and, and and playing some tunes. Yeah, maybe we'll have a have a spot for for an alumni band to do a song or two. Yeah. So I, well, I was actually going to mention that one of the I think one of the biggest surprises for us so far is the contingent that we have coming back. From Barrie, and not just coming back, but the number of new people that are coming from Barrie. This is the city of Barrie, which is a, a small town just north of Toronto, and we had an amazing group of folks from there last year, including the mayor of Barrie, Jeff Lehman, who spoke at Fireside and was on our innovation panel as well. And he's coming back. He's bringing some other folks from his office, but I think, Tom, what you're going to be most interested in is he's actually a really quite amazing drum player. 
And we've told him that that his ability to come back is conditional upon him agreeing to either bring his drum set or at least get on stage. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a drum set there and and play in our either Friday or Saturday night show. That's the, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Drummers always welcome. Yeah, was it Steve or Dan or one of you guys mentioned a fact about Barry as well that was quite interesting to me? Oh, Sister City. We were actually so so Dan and I just uh, to 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 go back onto Barry itself. You know, we've passed through and been part of the Barry community forever, having cottages in that area. It really is just an unbelievable area. And just on the innovation front, it's it's amazing to see what is going on there. Um, for us to be part of that community is fantastic. And um, the other day I was actually looking up some fun facts about Barry, and I looked at sister cities. And um, it doesn't uh, – I don't remember this – specific city what was it tom i know that there was a connection there for you that's right um uh, it's this, a city called or a town called newark um which is in 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 uh, the north of england uh which is not not too far from from where i went to university which was in a in a city called leeds um but it's a small world sometimes unbelievable so we should start uh we should start getting out to to uh northern england and 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 seeing if we can get some sister city uh representation down with the berry folk definitely tom i want to get your input on something Stephen and i had a meeting yesterday and we're just starting to turn our minds to swag and what we're going to do for swag this year and you know that's something that's very important for us we love to blow away the the group of attendees with incredible swag and, and last year we worked really hard and our budget, yeah. And uh, and last year we, we worked really hard to um, to make an amazing fireside bag. That we the response from that was tremendous. We took a poll. We asked everyone what was your favorite swag item of everything you got, and uh, overabundantly the response was the bag. So there's a lot of pressure on us to do something amazing this year. We've thought about doing a really cool backpack, doing another perhaps larger bag. What are your thoughts? What should we what should we do this year on swag? Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, I 100 percent agree with the with with the bag uh, from last year. That was uh, fantastic. And it's just, it's actually just behind me in, in the room at the moment. And uh, and it's actually, you know, it's in daily rotation. Uh, so I, I, I think something that's going to be heavily used like a like a rucksack style knapsack whatever you call them over there um would 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 be great. well we have some ideas for sure and we'll keep some of them in the hat but we'd we'd like to do some more clothing if it's viable and if it makes sense i think a sweater or sweatpants would be pretty cool sort of like camp style what you what you might get up at walden and the um and the pants like the kind of sweatpants things yeah sweatpants are great and i should put that out there too that if there's any of our amazing partners uh, listening that actually want to partner with us on an awesome piece of swag, um, whether it be clothing or otherwise, we're always open for that. Um, we've done some amazing things with Hover in the past, and uh, we're, we're totally into to making something really unique and one of a kind and, and kind of co-branding something as well. Tukes, that was another one, right? Yeah, we did Tukes. Was it our first year that we did those Tukes with Hired.com? You, you'll, you'll have to, um, you'll have to um, tell me what a Tuke is. like a... Like a beanie or a, you know, uh, like a hat. Maybe that, may, maybe that's a Canadian term. Maybe it's just, I don't know that term. I'm not sure. But. It, it must be. But then there's also, uh, you know, Tom's we're also totally con- sitting on his Chesterfield and doesn't know. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we've also discussed, Dan and I, we were going through this yesterday, um, kind of doing a limited run of some, you know, really interesting smaller run items um, to kind of 
allow people to pick and choose, uh, you know, from one or two things as opposed to um, everyone getting everything uh, just for some really like small runs of very unique, uh, you know, collectible kind of items. So we'll see what we come up with on that one as well. Yeah. Any other updates? I mean, we do have a couple of other things on the on the show notes, uh, but anything else before that? Oh, actually, um, where are we off to this afternoon? This afternoon at 5 p.m., we're actually off to the Elspark um, SaaS Showcase. Elspark's an amazing um, uh, organization from Ottawa, and they're here at the Mars Building this afternoon. Uh, by the time this airs, uh, it'll be a little bit in the past, but we're excited for that and excited to see our uh, Elspark friends out. Um, thanks so much for coming to Toronto. We're, we're looking forward to it. Any other community Pieces. I know that next Friday we are going to the Venture Out Conference. Ben Wynn and Co. Uh, thanks so much for putting that together. Um, Dan, any other community updates that are kind of fresh of my, fresh um, and, and come to mind? We had a, a community update in our email last week highlighting hashtag paid. Adam Riviets was interviewed. So uh, definitely check out our, our Fireside Flash and the interview that we let that we had posted in there. It's uh, it's really one of the most amazing things I think for us, Stephen, over the years has been to see the growth of our alumni. And I think of hashtag paid. And another one that really comes to mind is Zoom AI, which is an amazing story. And we're probably gonna have to get Roy on the podcast at some point to chat with us. But he's been to Fireside, I believe, every single year. And it was actually in between the first year and second year that he founded Zoom AI and he's told me the story about how Fireside was really that moment for him where it re-energized him after selling his previous company to uh, Rubicon that he wanted to go and start something new. And he was, I remember having a discussion with him at the very first Fireside on our, on our second uh, or our, on our first evening in the, in the CL in the counselor's lounge and he, I said, I said, uh, nice to meet you. We introduced ourselves. We were chatting. You know, what are you working on? What are you thinking about? He told me he just sold his company and he's thinking he wants to do something in AI, virtual assistant sort of thing, uh, maybe chatbot, but for enterprise. And we talked about it for a little while and uh, I didn't think too much about it. And then I remember we had a reunion about three months later. This was at Rad's house. Right. And he... He had launched Zoom AI and he was telling us all about it and the scheduling of the meetings and all the features he was working on. And it was just him at the time. And it was an amazing product back then. But they've now grown to, I think, a team of about eight at this point. They've raised a bunch of money uh, and they seem to be everywhere. Like they're winning every competition that I that I'm seeing in the startup world. Um, he was in an, uh, an incubator at one point and then they were in. Uh, where were they situated? Was it 111? They were. I think they're still in 111. I think they're still in 111. But the, their growth has been phenomenal, and it's been amazing to see that. And Roy is such an amazing guy. And Jesse, who works with Roy and was previously at PwC, uh, was also at Fireside in the first year and in every year since. And they actually met at Fireside. So it's been fun to watch that team grow with uh, family members from our alumni community but to see the the growth in and of itself of the company. Another amazing one is we've actually heard back from our friends at Statflow, who were one of our first um, groups that we had come attend. I think they're two the two founders 
uh, maybe one other person back in our first year in 2015. Um, and Steve uh, messaged us saying, hey, I'd love to come back and, and be part of, of Fireside this year. Um, it's been a few years. Our growth has been amazing. Uh, they had actually launched just after Fireside in 2015. And, uh, you know, speaking to him and seeing their growth uh, has been just unbelievable. Um, so between looking at our alumni groups that are coming back to Fireside for the first time in a few years and those like Roy and Zoom.ai who have been been part of this since the beginning and, and come every year, it's unbelievable. And we're we're so excited to welcome those those people back. Yeah, long may it continue. I'm sure it'll continue to expand every year. So it's it's, it's really good to hear stuff like that. It seems like also, and, and Dan, you can probably um, speak to this, but we're also getting a lot of traction from areas in the U.S. that uh, we haven't actually had attendees from. Um, you know, the Midwest area. Uh, well, we just got had, an application from Union, Kentucky. Yes, Kentucky. We saw that come in today. Um, Florida, we, we're sure is going to be big again this year. Um, you know, Boston, of course, uh, we have, uh, Gary Rubinoff It's confirmed. He's coming back in. He's a amazing, um, VC and also, you know, heavily involved in the crypto world, uh, and with offices in Boston and Toronto and he, he'll be back. And, uh, it's well, just that's actually another update, Stephen, is that I don't think we've spoken about yet, maybe briefly, but it's official CoinConf is coming back. That's the cryptocurrency blockchain fintech component of Fireside that we ran last year, sort of as a test. And, and we, we built up that brand a little bit. But it seems like there was just a lot of interest in that. And a lot of people were writing to us saying, is it coming back? Is it coming back? And in fact, Gary was one of those people. He said, guys, are you doing it again? I'd love to be part of it. And we just got off the phone with Jenya, who is also a Fireside uh, alumni, and he helped us last year to plan CoinConf, and he's in again. And we're going to put together an even more incredible group of people to come in and chat about those three areas, crypto, blockchain, fintech, and really expand that programming as much as we can. Tom, have you gotten into that world at all? Uh, you know, only just kind of following what's been going on in the news and um and kind of regretting having not bought Bitcoin in about seven years ago or something. But. Yeah, I think a couple of years ago, Stephen, you and I were talking about accept about selling tickets in exchange for Bitcoin, and I don't think we ever ended up implementing that. But that would have been nice. Yeah, we probably should have. We probably should have. I, should done have, that. I, have yeah, a bunch I of- think about maybe it's probably about five years ago. I shared a studio with a guy who um, decided to to buy one of those mining things and. Um, our, our, our electricity bill went through the roof and I thought he was mad for doing it but um, I think he's done pretty well out of it So now he's on an island somewhere with his feet up and yeah. drinking a margarita yeah pretty much guys this is actually very um, I'm looking I'm sitting in my office and I'm looking at my fireside lanyard sitting right in front of me which has our little camp map Tom that you work so hard on it looks so Nice. That's one of those things I um, completely what, forgot. What do we need I, to I did, improve but... about it for next year? Um, it actually looks pretty good. Uh, it actually really does look pretty good. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at... Um, we fit everything in. It's actually very impressive that did we fit we, everything in on there. Did we end up um, using or kind of uh, making it clear that they were there, the, the, the various meeting points or did that not really happen i can't i don't think so but i think that we also really again like pretty much everything in the past you know i think we came up with that idea a week before fireside so now that we have enough time dan who's kind of the master of the schedule 
um, uh, you know, we'll be able to kind of slot um, sessions, you know, at those meeting points. And we can probably do some signage around there. So, and we also have more time. So I think the plan is that as a team, we'll probably head up. I think in our first year, we might've talked about this in our last episode. In our first year, we came up the night before. I think we were maybe not the night before, but the afternoon before. Um, Fireside started to so the Thursday. And then the year, year two, I think we came up maybe two days before. And then last year we came up on the Tuesday. I think this year we're going to probably come up uh probably the week before when we do the hoot nanny up for Kent Madawaska. Uh, Tom, Tom, you're, you're in for that. I, I, I know. And I'm in for that. And then we'll probably uh, stay, which will give us a lot of times time to set up stuff like that, um, which, which should be great. Great. Um, Dan, um, did you want to um, set up this kind of next thing on the show notes about um, speakers? Is that something you wanted to talk about? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, one thing that I think we want to achieve through this podcast is to is to start a discussion with the people that are coming to attend in our family at Fireside and get feedback on all sorts of things, whether it's swag or in this case, speakers and what's going to be on the schedule. So I think I think what we want to know, and I'd love to hear from you, Tom, if you have any input as well. Who do, who does everyone want to come attend at Fireside and speak to the group either as part of of a panel or a, a typical keynote presentation or to lead a mastermind, I want to get the feedback from everyone. Who do they want at Fireside so that we can then go and curate that experience? Um, I mean, I'd like to see, you know, I, I, uh, some of any, like any of the I more people, you know, they're, they're, they're all fantastic. They do some podcasts, uh, some great podcasts as well. So it's always good to hear them. Great to have Georgia Dow uh, the last two years. Yeah, um, would love to get Renee Ritchie out and and some others. Uh, uh, there's just an unlimited list of amazing people, uh, both in Canada and worldwide, to get out. Tom, any uh, you also put your thinking hat on for anyone uh, out in England or or in Europe that you think would uh, would would be a great fit for a Canadian Canadian conference. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear some some more international voices. Um, be fantastic. Uh, you know when you when you um, realize, I think I'm a bit hyper aware of what I'm saying. I think I say the word fantastic way too much. <laughs> I think I've said it about six. I'm times hyper so far. aware of what Stephen keeps repeating more than <laughs> I am for myself or for you. Stephen, don't get me started. I'm I'm keeping a diary of your words. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> do I need like a vocal coach? Your vocabulary for next week. Do I do I need a vocal coach? That's just one of many coaches you need. See what I like, yes, and, and, and right. you know, um, you can correct me on this, but I, I, I like the difference um, in the in the in the in your styles of speaking, both of you. Because Steve is kind of a just just start talking, and you'll figure it out as you go along, and it's um, very very interesting, <laughs> and it's like a good kind of storytelling vibe. And um, uh, but yeah, sometimes it just goes to dead ends, and, and and then Dan's much more kind of thoughtful and where and like well structured, and uh, right, yeah, it's it's uh, and I, I don't plan out you know, where it's going, as you say. And when I do hit that dead end, I generally don't even mention that I've hit a dead end. I just move on to the next thought, which um, certainly confuses people. Yeah, I'm not sure about that last part because there was a couple of things I had to cut last week where you just at the end said, that nah, this is going nowhere, this is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that sounds about right. Do we want to share, have you guys been thinking about your tips for camp? So actually I have two. At first I was thinking maybe I'll keep oh, one One, one tip. One tip? 
One tip. We got a we have a lot of episodes to get through. Uh, yeah, but I have a lot of tips. Well, then we better be doing this podcast for a long time. Okay. Uh, what a good tip is that Fireside is always better with friends. Um, so we actually launched a referral program that we'll probably talk about. Happy to talk about it now or in a future episode, but. Um, for all accepted attendees, we do have a referral Tom, program. To- Tom, you you have to agree that that was such a cop out tip way for Stephen to introduce our referral program. Was that was that bad? <laughs> yeah, that like, bad? I want a real tip from you, and you're trying to sell a referral program. Yeah, What's, yeah, I'm not having, selling. I'm, I'm saying that Fireside is better with friends. You can do the referral thing. It's a complete different segment. You don't have to okay, set it fine, up really awkwardly. It. Well, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's how I would have done it if I was on someone else's podcast. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, <laughs> if I was on, like, uh, if I was on Mixer G, if I was on Mixer G, and, and Andrew said, "Hey, uh, like, like, what's a tip?" Then I would probably that's that's what I would say. Mixer G was um, good. was was advertised uh, uh, to me on Overcast today, by the way. Oh, really? Just just putting it out there. Um, I guess they should we should we do an Overcast or... ad for the Fireside Podcast? Yeah, that's <laughs> they, they honestly want to hear me. Um, they, they, they want to hear me hitting dead ends in, in, in conversation. That's what they want to hear. So we should bring people to this podcast. But, but, but in all seriousness, yes, we should. Of course we should. Um, okay. My tip for this week is trying something new. Um, we had a ton of people take us up on the offer to water ski last year and our last three years. Um, and this year is no different. Whether it's water skiing or rock climbing or getting in a kayak or learning to play tennis, um, or bas- getting better at basketball, whatever it is, um, whether you're trying something for the first time or revisiting it after many years, um, you're at summer camp after all. So really take advantage of those opportunities to try something uh, for the first time or the first time in a long time. Steven, you, you always, yeah, Steven, you always have such a good open mind and good attitude. Right? I have a can-do attitude. You, especially when it comes to camp. I feel like there's almost nothing at camp you won't try. Well, hold on. This is funny when, when, so, so Dan knows me for just believing and which is 99.999% of the time, the case that, that really camp can do anything. They can cook anything. They can build anything. So I think we were talking, we just eaten amazing. Was it Indian food? Yeah, we had Paka, which is the finest Indian food, which is amazing Indian food here in Toronto. And, and uh, we know how good the Walden kitchen is, but I think there was some, some question asked to me, like, could they make it as good? And I said, absolutely. And then I think the joke we had had was like, when would there ever be a time when I'd say like something was not possible to, to accomplish? Is that, that. A, is that an official challenge for Joanna? It is. I, I guarantee you she could cook amazing Indian food. There's, there's certainly no question about that. Whether or not that's something we're going to we're going to kind of open with. Um, as we welcome people to to uh, this amazing space in northern Ontario, like that, that's a whole other conversation. But uh, Joanna, if you're listening, Saul, I'm sure you're going to listen to this. Um, we challenge you to, to 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 put together an amazing Indian meal, at least for me, Tom and Dan, when when we arrive up at camp. Uh, well, the, you know, actually, you've got me thinking, Steve. I have a, I think I have a pretty good idea of what we of what we can do this year kind of like a little bit of a camp hack but last year when we were coming up with new additional meals we were invited up to camp and we go many times throughout the summer for a taste test much like you would if you were having a wedding and you were going to a a dining hall and they had a caterer they'd make you samples of all the food 
Can we just send a preposterous list of potential meals to Saul and Joanna and go up there and just see what she can what she can do with our just preposterous list of ideas and uh, maybe Indian isn't quite as preposterous as we could as we could think given the uh, abilities of a camp but I mean, I mean, Tom, your suggestion last year was a Coco van, and I think you said it tongue-in-cheek, and then we arrived up at camp, and Joanna had whipped together an incredible, incredible dish. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that was fantastic, and and considering how good that was, and it wasn't even the best one that we went with at the end. Just, right. Just, yeah, yeah, it didn't even make the cut, even though it was incredible. Uh, Tom, I'll jump in with with my tip, and hopefully you've had some time to think of one for yourself. I'm going to go with very handy. Everyone should always have, despite the fact that they have this all over camp, I'm so much of a germaphobe that I don't go anywhere without Purell. Now, again, we have it all over camp, but I'm going to say Purell, especially if it's one of those travel ones that have the carabiner clips and you could just clip it into your bag or throw it into your your fireside tote. I think Purell is is a must have, especially when you're up at a camp like venue. Personally, I don't like that tip, Dan. Um, Why not? I think I, I think camp. Do you like is your hands time. dirty? I don't. You know what? Like I do like washing my hands before I eat. There's no doubt about that. Um, but you know what? There's something about getting dirty, dirty, owning that discomfort. I don't know. Like, yeah, but I mean, is dirt one of bad the, for you? Well, I, I it might be, but one of the one of the items on our list every single year is that camp has to have those Purell containers which filled and ready to go, which they do. And in fact, we go around camp, and they have them everywhere, and we actually make sure we test every single one of them out and make well, sure that they're you. filled with that's Purell. That's just you wanting to make <laughs> sure you have perfectly Is that just me and my neuroticism? All around camp. Yeah, like you know, but then here we go. Here's 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 the the the, the two sides of the the argument is represented in the two of you. So I'm you know. Yeah. So like Tom, I'm where saying, where would you say you fit on that? Like, is that a good tip or uh, like like not an amazing tip? No, I think it's I think it's I think it's a good tip if 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 that matters to you, of course. Um, well, here's yeah, the situation uh, that I'm thinking of, like my nightmare situation. Okay, it's Saturday night. It's midnight. Late night snack is coming out, and they've worked tirelessly to make these incredible chicken fingers and grilled cheese like french fry looking things and i look around my hands are filthy i can't eat what am i gonna do i I just like to say realistically you should go and wash your hands i mean that that's because that that would take me away from the whatever the heck is going on at the fire hall at the time we all know we all know what would happen in that situation because we've been out for meals many times where it's been (laughs) me Dan will go and wash his hands after he's looked at the menu. Um, and then, uh, sorry for outing you as a germaphobe, but then uh, you'll go look at the menu, then wash your hands. Then it's me pouring the ketchup or the hot sauce onto his plate. Yeah, that's actually what's going to happen when we go for lunch now. No, it happens every single time. And Stephen, I, I appreciate it because you do it. You, you've gotten to the point now where you offer it to me. I don't have to ask anymore. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, it is very funny because I used to be an insane germaphobe. Um, and somehow grew out of it. Um, like I've grown out of a lot of things. So, um, I, yeah, his, oh, I've, I've never actually used, or I'm, I guess I must have at some point in my life, but very rarely used hand sanitizer. Um, but I do like meticulously wash my hands. Okay. So those who are anti hand sanitizer, like yourself, if they find themselves at the fire hall at midnight with, with snack that comes out that requires the use of your hands, 
where's the closest bathroom to the fire hall? Uh, right beside the farmhouse, which yeah, is literally just near, the, near the farmhouse. There's yeah. a literally right on the other side of the trees. There's a uh, there's there's two bathroom stalls in there that are uh, uh, not labeled, so you can go in there and, and uh, wash up. Which conveniently actually, enough also have a, one of those Purell canisters. Yes, plastic. they do. If you want to, if you want to be uh, double careful. But wait, this leads me to a tip. But now I can't even tell it. Say it. You can't. You got. But it's good. You That's part it. of this conversation because I, I was. I'm just going to say it in case in case you feel like this would be a good end to this conversation, which is uh, I do meticulously wash my feet, um, which is an interesting one. Um, those that wear sandals around camp will find them their, their feet getting black by the end of the day. Dan, um, I'm not sure if you noticed that, but that, that's certainly a, a piece that uh, I'll impart that I do enjoy going to the kitchen um, and, uh, I don't know why I just said the kitchen. Going to the why kitchen and washing your feet? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. already going off the rails. I don't know why I said This kitchen. is not going to help us selling the, the good food up at camp. <laughs> I think we spend longer on this section than we have on the rest of the podcast combined. Well, it's important. Um, it is, yeah. How does it, how does ATP do this? How do they do this every week? This is hard. No, they do. I mean, we've got stuff to talk about, and but they they have the funny moments, and then they um, but they you know they 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 edit and they cut loads of rubbish out as well. So. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, I'll fix it in post. Yeah. Okay, so my tip um for for this week uh would be the best time of day to go for a swim. Um, I'd say. Uh, despite uh, what medical professionals might say, um, either just before or just after lunch is great. Um, there's there's normally a bit of downtime around about there, and uh, the, the lake's normally nice and warm by then. So it's uh, yeah, that's 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 a really decent time of day to go. Bring a buddy to spot you. Thanks, uh, thanks once again, Dan and Steve, for um, for kind of keeping us updated, and um, hopefully we'll speak again in a week or two. For sure. Thanks, everyone. 